Hey, this is Gordon. Allison here. And this is Just Add Soy Sauce, episode six. Six? Yeah. Is it yeah. six? Yeah. I think. Okay, so we're talking about language today because the other day you, um, when we were recording the previous podcast, you had mentioned that one of the things that kept me connected mm-hmm. with my culture and really being able to connect more with that kind of Chinese side of me was language. For me specifically, Cantonese language. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know very much Mandarin at all, but my my family's language is Cantonese. To me, it's always been a beautiful language. It's been an intimate language. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, I found a lot of benefits in keeping the language. Um, and, you know, most people will say, you know, you ke- I kept it to speak with my mom and dad, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not fully true for me. You know, I kept it to speak with my mom and dad. Yes, but my mom speaks fluent English. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's not really my story. But really, I kept it because my, my social circle, my friends all spoke Cantonese. And I really thought it was cool, Yeah. <laughs> you know, to yeah. be able to connect that way. And then also my dad's side of the family. I was always so fascinated by the way that they were able to connect with one another. Like my, my dad's side of the family, the, co- the cousins on that side. Mm-hmm. Like they were very, like me, like they were intimately connected right, yeah. with the Chinese side. Yes. And I thought it was so cool that yeah. they could, you know, communicate with grandma a certain way. And, and so I never wanted to lose it because yeah. I always saw the value in it. Um, but you know, obviously we were talking and your journey is very different, right? Yeah. I mean, oh man, like this wasn't planned right off the bat. I got to go on a tangent real quick. I got to go on a rant. Right when you said Cantonese is a beautiful language, immediately I wanted to be like, it reminded me of, um, how a lot of people say, oh yeah, you know, Cantonese sounds like people are yelling at each other. Ah. And um, they say that, oh, yeah, it sounds like, you know, pots and plants clanging together and um, and whatever. Do they say that specifically about Cantonese or Chinese in general? Mm, they... You would know it, better because you're doing yeah, all the language it's Chinese stuff. in general. Yeah. Um, but, but now Mandarin has become so popular, uh, it, it has just left it at other types of Chinese. Okay? I see. I won't even say dialects because that's a sticky... I see. Okay. Thing. Okay. But yeah. but yeah. So um, I can understand it. Like it, it's Cantonese is an older language. I, I I learned all this from me learning Cantonese again. But it's an older language than Mandarin. Yeah. And but as I gave given it more thought, and and as I humbled myself toward the language. I used to, I used to think that too, being like, oh my goodness, it's so grotesque and it's so loud. Did you really? Um, in, in ways, yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. In ways. That's I, I interesting. Would never, I would never say it out loud uh, to anybody because okay. I, I knew that that was hostile. Mm. And that was like, I would never do that to myself. Like okay. I would never represent like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but deep, 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 deep down, I guess I was hostile, you know? Mm. And and obviously I was because I walked away from it. That's that's a hostility in itself. Yeah, yeah. That's you know, true. I gave up on it. But even you just saying it's a beautiful language, I'm like, no one says that. And that just tells me how hostile people are to that language. I guess that's a good okay? point. Yeah. And 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 it's just like, yes, it is an older language. It may not be as smooth. Mm-hmm. But I, I love what you asked our son. We were talking Cantonese during the day one time, and you asked our oldest, be like, hey. Did it sound like yelling? <laughs> you asked him because he, yeah, he yeah, doesn't yeah, have that true. social pressure yeah. or, or that internalized racism, nothing. Yeah. Like, hey, objectively, did you did that sound like yelling to you? Yeah. And he's like, no, it sounded like you were talking Chinese. I'm like, boom. 
You're right. You know, it's and so I'm, sweet. I know. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, so so it has no basis. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that those are attacks mm. against uh, against a Chinese person mm. or against a Chinese language. Mm. It is hostility. Mm. And and shame on me for thinking that. But I had to bring that up because you're like, it's a beautiful language, and I'm like, you know what? To be completely honest with you, it does have a lot of nuance, and and it is so difficult to learn Cantonese because it does have all those things that you can use. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it is a great language to build rapport and to play with, and it's a lot harder than Mandarin. You know what's funny is like I'd never I would what I would have never broken down the language like you are breaking it down right now because I just spoke it but it's been fascinating watching you learn the language yeah, again. Yeah. <laughs> but I think you should go back to the beginning because I'm very curious of like first of all I never knew that you I mean that's very the first time I'm hearing you say that that you thought the language also was also sounding kind of more grotesque sounding. But remember you told me like weren't you only speaking Chinese when you were younger? Yeah. So yeah, I it's I grew up in a Cantonese-speaking home, and I understood everything you know my elders and my parents said. Yeah. Um, I I very vividly remember you know like yeah everything was fine you know went to kindergarten and you know it was all in English and whatever. But right when I hit first grade, mm-hmm. like I got into public school first grade, I sat in class, and it's not that I didn't understand English, uh-huh. but. When the teacher started giving instructions in English, yeah, like I realized that I didn't hear the instruction. Like I would look up and everyone had their head down writing something, and I'm like, "What did the teacher just say?" <laughs> you know. And uh-huh. I guess my mind was so primed to hear Cantonese first. Oh. And it's not that I didn't understand English. I wasn't just I wasn't ready to hear English. Oh, that's and, interesting. Yeah. And so immediately, like I failed. Like I pretty much failed my first grade. Yeah, yeah. But I knew how to like count, and I knew how to do all this stuff. Yeah. But I just wasn't completing the assignments because I was like, "What are we doing now?" <laughs> like, because you were used to listening to Chinese at home. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Because okay. you know they would just tell me what to do in Cantonese, and I'd be like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah." Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. now, now all the instructions in English, and I'm like, "Wait, I missed that." <laughs> like you know, what's the next step? Yeah. You know, yeah. and and so in second grade, like they put me in ESL class. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. And were you speaking Cantonese at the time? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like like a first grader would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and then second grade they put me in ESL, and it was it was <laughs> all due respect to anyone who was in ESL, but like yeah. I didn't need it. Yeah, and yeah. Like yeah. I went in there, and like all the teachers are like, super smiley. Yeah. Like no, I understand what you're saying. You don't have to smile at me like that. It's like wow, I must be a cute kid, which I which I was not. And and you know and they're like hey this is the number one and I'm like I know that it's like this is blue I know that too and it's just like I know English it's just I didn't I couldn't get with the flow of the instructions yeah. and immediately like I would say like a month in they I think they went to my parents and be like yeah I don't think he needs this so <laughs> right and that's so funny to and me. it's like yeah I could have told you that you know. And and honestly, in third grade, they put me in honors. I'm like, come make up your friggin' mind, you know. Oh my gosh, but yeah. but but you know, in between the second and third grade thing, yeah, my reading was very behind though. Yeah, yeah. And so I went to a lot of uh, English Saturday school. Mm-hmm. They provided that yeah. for me, and um, that's kind of like my turning point where I started being like, Cantonese is not working out for me. Mm. Like I have to go to school so much more. 
you know mm-hmm. like why am I going to Saturday school like honestly I'm missing I'm missing X-Men and, and all <laughs> yeah. those cartoons that all my friends watch during the week and like yeah. I go back to school during the week and I'm like oh yeah I didn't see it yeah you know and um, and I start to realize like Cantonese is holding me back it's like it's making me do more work at the time at you were thinking that yeah, as a kid even yeah. as a kid which like, makes sense yeah like yeah. why am I like you know and and so eventually my reading got caught up yeah. and I didn't I, I, I didn't need to go back to like English reading Saturday school like, yeah. to, to keep up and, and you know third grade I, I was in honors and then soon later it's like right around fifth grade my grandma passed mm-hmm. and um, honestly I felt this is my perspective as a fifth grader but like my, my grandma was uh, the like the glue or the reason why our whole extended extended family like stayed together mm, and so mm-hmm. there was a all, there was a, all, every weekend before fifth grade like relatives were over mm. speaking Cantonese like I saw my cousins I saw my mm-hmm. uncles and aunts and mm-hmm. because all, all the all the sons and daughters of my grandma were paying respects and seeing her eating with her and so I was still surrounded by Cantonese of many levels yeah. and to a certain degree I was speaking it uh, I was I was gradually losing it already, but I was surrounded by it. But right at fifth grade, uh, when she passed, um, whether it was like a, a grieving process mm. or, or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, those those visits stopped. Mm. Like it just mm. immediately stopped. And mm. and this home that I lived in, which had a ton of Cantonese, it just suddenly became a lot less. Yeah, yeah. And coincidentally, you know, I'm around ten. I'm starting to develop my social identity. Yeah. And and I'm like, there might not be a use for Cantonese as much, you know? Right. For me. Right. And, and your friends were all all English speaking? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. For the most part, yeah. And <laughs> and then right around that time, like where I where I was kinda like really happy with where I was as a kid. Yeah. Like, like I, I I was really happy with my friends. Uh, you know, I was just you know, doing good in school. And, and playing basketball, you know, like uh, playing video games. I was having a really good time. And then right around that time, my parents were like, I think it's a good time for you to go to Chinese school on Saturdays. <laughs> like, Man, my life was so going so good. Yeah. You know, and um, they asked me, you want to do Mandarin or Cantonese? Yeah. You know, and I was like, and I knew in my head, I was like, okay, Mandarin has a pinyin system. Yeah. You know, and I was like. I'll do Mandarin. I don't even like, know what that is. Oh, like in- English romanization to tell you what the character is. Like, so you can So read. you spell out Chinese words in English? Yeah. Got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Yeah, so I picked Got Mandarin, <laughs> even though I have not, I don't really have a affiliation with it, but I thought, like, to get me by Saturday school, yeah. uh, Chinese Saturday school, like, I thought Mandarin would be easier, even though I had no background in it. Okay, so pause for a second. Do you remember what prompted your parents to ask you about Chinese school? Was it because they saw that you were gradually losing the language? You know, I don't know. I got to ask them. Yeah, so there I was. And then I finished high school. I finished my language requirement. And honestly, like, language is gone. Because you never used it. Or you never were in a place where you needed to use it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... But there's one time where I did go back to Cantonese when I was, like freshman in high school because mm. I, I met a friend who was from Hong Kong who, who, who came recently mm. so he couldn't speak English very well ah. and, and I actually became quite good friends with him 
We oh my out. god, this is the guy that taught you all the, the curse words. Yes, yes, yes. All the, <laughs> all the curse words, all the perverted stuff. I know that fluently. Yes, my that tones guy. are perfect. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, okay. But that's, yeah, but he was, it's funny because, yeah, I had to speak Cantonese with him. Yeah. And he, he was grateful that I tried because yeah. his English was poor. Yeah. And so he, he didn't, he never corrected me. He never shamed yeah. me for anything. Yeah. And so therefore, like, that, that was a fond, that was actually, that was the fondest time I had with Cantonese. Huh. Okay. You know? Yeah. Now that I say it, you know. It's right, like, right. That was my probably only memory of Cantonese being positive mm. for mm. me. So then how did you communicate at home? You know, like it's, it kind of hit me this week because I was kind of, we're, we're thinking about talking about language. Yeah. And, and my mom, her English is not very good. Yeah. And so she spoke to me Cantonese all the time, but it just told me how much I didn't speak to my family. Like, that's my fault. Like I just, I just kind of shut out my family in a way that just shows how little I spoke to my family. Like, they could have said something or yeah. whatever, and that just shows how closed I was. Like, that's how short the conversations were. Well, okay, was it a lack of speaking to them, or would they speak to you in Cantonese and it would kind of just go right over your head? And no, they... I knew what they said. Oh, you... oh, yeah. okay. I knew what they said, and and I understood them, but, like, they're, like I wasn't reciprocating, mm, you know? Okay. Like, I, could, I could, yeah, and I generally would respond back in English or whatever, yeah. but even my response would just cut off the conversation, you know? And it, it was just down to like, when are you gonna be home? You know, or like, yeah, yeah. like why are you late, or, or whatever. And it's just like there was no, no back and forth. Back and forth, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that just showed me how much I just shut everything out. Mm. And because um, now that I'm crawling back, I'm like, wow, like I grew up in a Cantonese-speaking home. How come I, I I'm not higher level than this? Mm. And mm. and I'm like, whoa, that just tells me like how how hostile I was yeah you know yeah. and that was this week's reflection yeah yeah oh yeah okay. yeah and, and so yeah like right right up until you know before fifth grade like my my listening yeah mm. I can understand I can understand okay yeah but you can tell that you know you can tell I have about like an eight or nine year old type level of speaking because yeah. it's like what can an eight year old do you know mm. like oh I'll take care of the lawn for you sir it's like I can't say <laughs> that because like what eight-year-old would ever say that in Cantonese yeah. at that time? Yeah. And so, so I realized like my my vocabulary is actually very limited because I was just listening as a kid and I wasn't really contributing to conversations too Using much. Using it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, fast forward. I mean, you and I don't use a lot of Cantonese in this home. I mean, for the first ten years of our marriage, I mean, mm-hmm. it's only been the last what? How long have you been on this Cantonese learning journey? About six months. Six months, right? Yeah. So, you know, majority of our marriage has been English speaking. We had other challenges. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Work but on. you always saw me as an English speaker from the get go, right? I did. I did. Yeah. And, and really, the only time that I would change channels is if, you know, I was either speaking with your family, mm-hmm. which I loved because I was able to speak in Cantonese. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just an intimacy that is different, you know, yeah. with, with Cantonese. And, um, and then we would. And then when I was talking to my family, yep. that's when mm-hmm. when it, we would use it. But even in our in our family home right now, like we don't we don't use it a lot. And so even now, as you're learning <laughs> the language and and, try, and and crawling back to it, I'm even having challenges with um, switching channels from yeah. English yeah. to Cantonese. Right? Remember I told you? Yeah. 
Because you, you see me and your channel is English. That's what you think in your yeah, mind, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel kind of bad about it because at this, like, I know when I don't use my Cantonese, mm-hmm. I start losing it. Mm-hmm. Like, my fluency is there, my tones are fine, but I will start losing words. I'll have to re- be replacing a lot more, you know, English mm-hmm. in my sentences with my Cantonese. And then I start feeling ashamed that, mm-hmm. oh no, I'm losing my language that I know that I love so much and that I, I want to keep. And then, of course, there's that additional layer of guilt, right? Because I want our kids to know Cantonese, but we don't yeah. use it enough in the home to, to be able to pass it on to them just mm-hmm. yet, right? Mm-hmm. And so. All those emotions have been coming up for me as you're learning yeah. the language. Yeah. Um, but do you want to talk about why you decided to come back? Like, why did you choose try? I mean, we, we could, because we already know why we, like, you're making a journey back to your Chinese side. Mm-hmm. But you chose to use language as the tool to bring you back. And it's not the only thing no, that can connect not. you to your Chinese side. Yeah. But, but why did you choose language? Ah, oh, man. It's effective. I think the most effective. Yeah. But. Yeah. I think, man, I think, again, just just observing you. Before I met you, yeah, sure, I was in I was in Chinese neighborhoods, Chinese communities, Chinese restaurants, Chinese businesses, mm-hmm. and, um, and everything is fine. You know, we'll do business, they'll take my money, whatever, no, no, whatever, no problems, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Um, they'll speak to me in English, I'll speak to them in English. And whatever. There was an understanding that you were a certain type of Chinese, that yeah. you're a young ABC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that probably doesn't know your language. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. And so, but when I when I started doing life with you and when we got married and when we started hanging out, and then yeah. I see how they respond to you while I'm standing next to you. When I'm speaking Cantonese, you mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, it's it's a whole different world. It's it's like black and white TV and HD TV. Like <laughs> Yeah. We're, we're in the same it's a they're both tvs but i'm yeah. like whoa that experience and that that rapport that relationship even that exchange like whoa like yeah the, that trust that intimacy that respect that that we yeah. all want as people yeah that was being exchanged and but for me when i show up it's just money being exchanged you know <laughs> or food being ex- exchanged that's it yeah. you know it's very yeah. basic yeah and yeah. Um, and that's, I was, that's a wall. That's a, that's a, I wonder what it is about being able to speak that same language though, that automatically, because it's pretty automatic. Mm -hmm. It automatically builds an intimacy. Yeah. In my mind, like why I chose language is like, it is the most quickest way to show the immigrant population is like, Hey, I, I respect you. Mm. Like the quickest way, like, I can't prove it to you. Yeah. But I'll prove it to you that that I can speak. Like because yeah. that takes so much work yeah, to, to yeah, speak yeah. a certain way. Yeah. And yeah. and so I think that that's kinda like my signal to them. Be like yeah. I, I'm not I'm not hostile to, to you. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, you remember you were saying at one point a lot of Asian Americans right now think, well, why don't they just learn our language? Why don't they learn we're English? In America, yeah, huh? You know, yeah. is mm-hmm. is that something you said previously? Uh, uh, that I've heard someone say. I think that's a fair point that that they sh- they should wherever they can, mm-hmm. you know, uh, mm-hmm. learn English. Yeah. Um, especially if they live in America. I think that's a completely valid point. Yeah. But then immediately my personal conviction is clearly I'm the more privileged person. You know, I have more access. 
Like just in general. Okay. You know, okay. like if if I because you were born here, you speak the, the I understand English the language. culture. Yeah, yeah I understand. Yeah. You know, I I know how to call nine one one. Yeah, I know. You know all these things. Yeah, and and there's there's a lot less uncertainty for me. For sure. And and I, as the more privileged person, I felt that I should have a higher responsibility, a higher load to meet the other person. Mm. I shouldn't be demanding the more vulnerable person mm. to say, "All right, you meet my needs." Uh, and and it's like, no, I'm the more privileged person, so yeah. I should have the greater load to try to meet you. Yeah. And so yeah. that's why I'm trying to learn more. Mm. Even though, sure, like, but to be honest with you, like, they know English. They do. They do. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely fine. Like, how did yeah. I get by speaking to them English the whole time? Yeah. yeah. So they do yeah. know it. Yeah. But it's, it's not their... So uh, it is a gesture of respect then. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I do see that, that that can be communicated that way. It's a gesture of respect that you're trying to speak their language and meet them where they're at yeah. to show a level of understanding. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't think I would have embarked on that road if, if I didn't, again, have, have some supports Mm -hmm. and so like you like knowing you that you you are quite fluent Mm -hmm. like that helps that helps a lot well i think that it's interesting because again i've never really observed myself speak cantonese but Mm. you made a very interesting observation yeah right about um my my physical posture yes yeah. As I spoke Cantonese versus when I'm using English and I have to represent my certain myself a certain way, like work, for example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So even like right now on the podcast, if you notice, like your voice is always louder, and you're very clear and you're very articulate when you talk, mm. and it, and and it's just like, yeah, you 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 American, you American girl, <laughs> you know, that's yeah. that's great, you know, yeah, yeah, and. And but honestly, right when you switch into Cantonese, like you you go into a place of business or you see an elderly person, it's like the way you even start the conversation is almost as if like you're 16, you know, and yeah. and that's on purpose to to. Well, no, it's not on purpose. For well, I mean, me. I mean, like you understand the culture. Oh, or it's okay. Like they don't care if you are a PhD or you're not a PhD, <laughs> but they don't care who you are. Yeah, it's just like yeah. you know you know how to engage a person. Um, that is Cantonese speaking. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, I saw you. It's like instead of like standing tall, being sure of what you say, it's more of like, honestly, your shoulders were like a little bit more hunched. Yeah. And and you're just kind of being more like a receptive to what they say instead of like bringing out the topics and being engaging and, and you know, keep the conversation going. Like that's a go-getter American attitude. Yeah. Like your, your posture is just totally different. It's just like, you're kind of like, hey, you lead. Go ahead. What do you want to talk about? Yeah. And and it's just totally different. And it honestly, you're two different people. <laughs> and so that's what And you're not being fake. I'm like, not. That's a, you're the same person, but yes. you become two different people. And I was actually really shocked when you actually told me that observation yeah. because it's not something that I do intentionally. I know. I know. Which is a little bit crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um that that naturally it happens that way mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I resonate with the culture Yeah. in that way. Um, and I don't know. I was just thinking about how, okay, yeah, you chose language as that tool mm-hmm. to try to connect that culture. But then also as you're learning your language, right, that it's been a little bumpy, don't you think? Yeah, it's frustrating. 
Yeah. Because I feel like there are times, and I have to be better at this because I want to encourage you in the language learning, right? But sometimes, like, when you you would say a phrase and there would be like, you would literally just be reading the the pinyin or whatever. Mm-hmm. You would the be re- the, yeah. <laughs> you would be reading it, and it would be completely flat tone, affect, no dynamics whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And then you would say it, say it to me, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's that's a little. Rem- the words are all right, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but 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 you wouldn't say it like that to a person. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course, yeah. And so then I was like, I think there's a part that's missing. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It sounds like you know, like you know, hello, <laughs> can I buy you a drink? It's like Siri like, talking yeah, or something. Yeah, I, like mean, an I... Android. I know, I know, but I had to start somewhere, and I know that's not my end goal. And I know I understand that. I get yeah. it, but what I'm trying to talk about is the nuance of the language, though. And and you were talking about that earlier, right? Where it's not enough to just know the words of the language. I feel. Yeah, and I think let's talk about it. I think that's why so many people, especially of an Asian language that doesn't have an alphabet, okay, <laughs> like golly, <laughs> I know it doesn't hard. have an alphabet. It's all characters, has tones. It's 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 not a it's not a simple task. And, yeah. and it would prevent a person from even starting, yeah. you know, and just like, yeah. why? Um, That's why I was so shocked when you decided to be like, nah, I'm going to like double down and do Cantonese because it's, yeah. it's not easy. Yeah. And, and also just having an Asian face. Yeah. Like you can't just be a beginner. Like, yeah. you know, like if, if you are actually not Asian and you know, you, you knew how to say, you know, a little bit. Yeah. You, you're a hero, you know? <laughs> Yeah. But looking like me, yeah, and me yeah. being even intermediate, they're yeah. just like, they would look at me and they'll probably be like, let's just switch to, Eng- switch to English. My English yeah. is better than your Cantonese, <laughs> you know. And, yeah. and how, and that's but that's the pill I have to swallow. Yeah. To try to connect with the Asian, uh, Amer- Asian side of me. Yeah. That's that. That's just how it is. I think it's so hilarious. I don't know if you've even told people this story before, but you would always come back from like a grocery store at the Chinese oh, like, yeah. or like a restaurant or yeah. something, and you would use your Chinese, and then you would come back and tell me they Englished me. Yeah, they Englished me. <laughs> I I said it perfect, and they they spoke back English. How dare they? But sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, hey, I didn't get English. Right, and on the days that you don't get English, you're like, yes, yes, they saw me as one of them. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. Oh, that's so funny. But yeah, I have to to empathize and be like, I understand what we're talking about. It's not not easy. I mean, like, you pretty much, if you're an Asian face and you want to learn your mother tongue, the, the end goal for you is pretty much, you have to be advanced. You know, you might not have to be like native fluent, but yeah, yeah. dude, you, you gotta, you gotta get good enough. Cause there's no mercy. Cause you look like from where you're from, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so you can't just say, Oh, I dabble. Yeah. I dabble in this. I dabble in Cantonese. It's just like, then, then there's no point. Right. You know? And, um, right. so that, that's, that's a big reason why I think most people don't even try. Asian Americans, you mean? Yeah. So that's the humbling thing, right? I'm, uh, you know, my, my family's from South China. Yeah. But to be honest, like, no one no one teaches Cantonese. Mm. Like, it's, it is lived. Yeah. And that's why people who are fluent in Cantonese, they can't teach it. Because it's just what they spoke. Hmm. That's, And so I actually have to 
figure out how to learn Cantonese yeah. as a person who is native in English. Yeah. And so that was a process in itself. And yeah, so it, yeah, it's Cantonese is specifically challenging. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and and because it's not very popular right now, and and yeah, and also like the native population, like there's they have no mindset of how to actually teach yeah. it to a person that's not good at it. I've been learning a lot yeah. as you've been learning and coming back to your language. But then I would also say because you're right, you know, like for. Asian Americans who have a similar story like yours, mm-hmm. who have stepped away from the culture and and possibly have lost the language as well. I mean, mm-hmm. there's people in my family, right, that that, that have lost sure. the language, even though we all speak it, at, we all spoke it at home. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it is a very daunting task yeah. to try to to learn the language. Yeah, but what I notice about a lot of polyglots or people who know a lot of languages. Like they know how to, they know what they need to say and they know what they need to understand.、Mm-hmm. So let's just say a person that doesn't look Asian wants to learn Cantonese.、Mm-hmm. They don't need to know the whole language. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they honestly they focus on thirty questions. Yeah. Being like, hey, what part of China are you from? Yeah. You know yeah. they they know how to ask that. It's like, oh, do you speak Mandarin or do you speak Cantonese? They、yeah. know how to ask that. Yeah. And and they need to know how to respond. Whoa, how long have you been learning Cantonese? And they'll learn how to. They'll know how to say that in Cantonese. Or,、uh, where did you learn? Yeah. You know? yeah. And it's like, oh, why did you learn? Right. And that just fulfills every like like thirty to forty five minutes of a first meeting of any Chinese person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think what I learned for me. Trying to learn the language is to pay respects to Cantonese people and my family.、Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's I can make my own thirty questions,、mm. and it's actually really simple. And and I kind of came to that realization when we talked to our neighbor here,、mm-hmm. uh, the first generation most woke Chinese guy on earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I try and I started you know practicing my Cantonese, trying to be more liberal with it, even though he's 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 fluent in English, and he always saw me as an English speaker. But he's open to me speaking Cantonese. Yeah, and. I realize I don't have to say much、mm. because when I just go to him in a humble way, and every elder, like especially when we're trying to learn our Asian story, yeah, we're not preaching, yeah, we're just asking questions, yeah, and all we have to say is, "Hey, what's your opinion on that?" Yeah, I know how to say that in Cantonese already. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's like,、yeah. oh, what was it like back in China? Yeah, Or, yeah, what was it like when you first got here? I already、yeah. know how to say that in Cantonese. Yeah, I don't need to read nineteen books to figure that out. Right, and right. or it's like. All I have to say is, I don't understand it. Tell me more. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Yeah. And it's, dude, that's not hard. You can learn that in ten weeks. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And for them to just and honestly, I said like literally like five words. Who to to our neighbor? Yeah, I was like, Ladim Taya. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he just went <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. You know. But that's him, though. I know. That's but, just the way he is. But you know, maybe, yeah. Yeah, because I was asking him, I was like, "What are your thoughts?" Yeah, you know, yeah, with yeah. the with the increase in violence, and he、yeah. just gave me this like, like huge like five thousand year like, <laughs> process of Chinese people and how they dealt with adversity. Yeah, you know, yeah. and like his his thought about you know, two thousand forty two, where all America <laughs> will will be more brown and it'll be harder to have violence against minorities. And I was like,、oh, I "Whoa." I know. Yeah, and I just asked one question.、I'm、I like, know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to practice more Cantonese, man. Like, <laughs> ask me a question. You know, but but I realize, yeah, yeah, if 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 we as the younger generation just go to the 
older generation, it's just like, honestly, you just need like 10 questions in your back pocket. Yeah. And, and yeah. you can just work on your listening. Yeah. And it's not as daunting. Like you don't, true. you know, and it gives you a focus. True. You know, true. true. And I'm no, gonna... but that's a really good point though. Like to, to even start a conversation, like you don't have to be a hundred percent fluent in the language before no. you can start having these conversations. Yeah. Right. That's your point. Yeah. So it's yeah. just like 10 questions to, to get them telling their story. Yeah. And then, and everything else is like, what, like working, working your way through through a restaurant yeah and working yeah. your way through um chinese holidays right you know right, like getting right. like get having that down pat yeah and like honoring your elders how to greet and how to like you know how to do all those things it's like that's all you need really and yeah that's not a, that's not a lot yeah. i feel like you can do that within a year right like really well right and you don't have to be doing this for 10 years i hear you yeah. i hear you and i also feel like i want to be balanced though with mm-hmm. this conversation right because there are people who don't have the opportunity to even like practice or explore their language learning. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we want to be exclusive and say that this is the absolutely only tool that you have to right. connect yeah. to your cultural identity, your, your mm-hmm. Chinese culture. Mm-hmm. Because I myself, you know, I speak fluent Cantonese. I go over to Hong Kong and the first question they ask me, hey, so uh, what part of America are you from? Yeah. You know, <laughs> like I'm like, but 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 I'm but I'm speaking Cantonese right yeah. now. Like I I'm okay. Like I even used your cultural like Cantonese. Right, right. I'm like, how did you know I was from America? Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But they do. Yeah. And but but at the same like, my point is though that I don't think the language itself is the only tool, nor is it really the the most important component mm-hmm. of the language itself. Mm-hmm. But really, I feel like it's more of like a posture. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like a posture yeah. towards the language. I don't know how to articulate it. Not, 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 not even towards the language. Towards the people. Mm. Yeah, towards the people. And um, yeah, like it reminds me of a story. Just like, you know, a, a person I just met um, in, mm. in, our, in our Bible study. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's second gen, Chinese American fool, you know, and he, he was just telling telling the the story of like oh yeah we we got here you know uh in like 1955 Mm -hmm. and that's that's before the exclusion act like was opened up before you know immigration Mm -hmm. opened up in 1965 so it's like wow like you that fact that you even got here before that it's like okay and he was like he was the only chinese family in that neighborhood and Mm -hmm. that whole neighborhood was deciding whether they should allow this chinese family to stay in their neighborhood Mm. so and the way he's talked about it, he said it in a very non-hostile way. He's just like, oh, yeah, like, my parents spoke Cantonese, but they, they were like, hey, just try to fit in, you know? Because, mm, like, mm-hmm. at any moment, like, we could just be kicked out. And, and yeah. so I have a lot of mercy for that story. You yeah, know? And I, yeah, yeah. And this, this person is, like, twice my age now, you yeah. know? And, and I don't want him to be like, well, you should learn it now. You know, yeah, like, that's, not, yeah. that's not what I'm... And I, I, I said it to him in that moment. I was like... And he, he, he says, like, oh, I, I wish I, I learned Cantonese yeah. and stuff like that. And, but I'm like, nah, there's other ways to connect. Yeah, for sure. And again, 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 our point is the posture toward a, a people. And I think me walking around, whether I knew Cantonese or not, like, I think it is totally evident, the immigrant population, the first generation Chinese population, they can tell whether I'm hostile or not. And... Meaning, like, 
when you thought that the language sounded grotesque, they can yeah, tell. Even that though you I didn't had, verbalize that, yeah. the way I walked around, the way I spoke to them, yeah. it came off that way. Yeah. Or even a person that would say, you know, a, a Chinese American person would say, "Well, we're in America, we should speak English." Yeah. Even that tone, it's like it, it says something about what you feel mm. about the first generation, mm. right? Mm. And and even though there might be validity to that statement, yeah. it's yeah. like your posture toward them is not open. Yeah, and they can feel that. Yeah, and and even if you don't learn the language at all, if we can work on just that posture. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and what does that look like? It's just like, hey, being patient with them. You know,、yeah. when they repeat themselves or when, you know, they're a little loud. Maybe they're speaking passionately. I mean, that was another observation that we made, right?、Mm-hmm. As you're speaking in the 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 Cantonese language here at home, and we're trying to use it more at home. It's like. All of a sudden, the volume in the house does get louder、mm-hmm. because there's a certain—I don't know how to articulate it. There's a certain way that the Cantonese language works that really your your voice gets like louder. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, just imagine hip hop without bass. It's just like <laughs> it just it just you can't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, why? Why would you have hip hop without bass? <laughs> you know, and it's like. Cantonese includes a level of volume. Yes. You know. Yes. Yeah. And, yes. And I mean, like, that's just how it is. Yes. You know. And, yes. Yeah. And I'm just like, there's just no way around that. Right.、Mm-hmm. And 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 that's what you mean about posture, right? To even just understand that、yeah. component、mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the language would be sufficient to show your respect for the culture. Sure. Right. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think it's a hard journey, though. I think you definitely have like a more like, one day you just want to throw it out the room. <laughs> I'm a love hate relationship. A love hate, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. but I think, I think it's worth talking about because there there is a gap between the immigration immigrant population and and the, the younger population,、mm-hmm. you know, and I think we're not talking about that language barrier. Yeah. Yeah, we're not. And、I think it's a place of shame, though. It it hundred percent is. It is. And it goes back to what you were talking about because you have an Asian face. Yeah, yeah. and it's all like and and the the task seems impossible. Yeah. But especially in this time where we actually need to be more united. Yeah. It's like it's a lot less daunting when I say, you don't have to learn it for ten years. Right. You、and、know? your parents have noticed it. I mean, I love that they're all so supportive of your journey. Like they, they're, yeah. yeah, they're intentionally using more Cantonese with you, and you're able, like, you're putting yourself in the pocket to stay speaking Cantonese with your、yeah. mom on the phone. You yeah, know, yeah, in the、yeah. past, you would have quickly switched channels to English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think that, yeah, I, I'm proud of you for that. Yeah, it's totally possible. It's totally accessible. I'm gonna end this on, on honesty, okay? Like, you guys are catching him on a good day. Where he's very motivated, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. he's pumped with his language. On a bad day, he's walking back and forth around the hallway,、yeah. pacing and being like, "I don't know when I'm ever gonna freaking learn Cantonese." <laughs> yeah, no, for real. Like, cause I'm I'm not messing around. Like, I literally、yeah. spend two hours a day, like focused time, and I'm like, "How come I can't say this over the phone?" <laughs>、yeah. Like, it's not in my brain. Yeah. Like I'm pissed off. I'm like, how's my brain not changing? <laughs> like, dude. Like I'm a Cantonese person. Yes, I know. And so it's kind of, yeah. I get disappointed many times. So in three episodes, what he's saying is he's gonna do the full episode in Cantonese. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It might sound like a guy from Hong Kong, <laughs> not like me, but it's me. 
And now we're ending. Okay. <laughs>